0: No,
1: you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you. We got lots of stuff going on. In the studio, we have Brian Likens, who's in for uh, Randy Rocky uh, over at Swan Financial. And Brian's a great loan officer. And his number is seven seven three four eight three four. We are glad to have you here, Brian. Thank you, Bob. Also, Kevin Disler, my buddy over at Pitt and Frank Attorneys eight nine five nine nine zero zero. Good we, morning, Bob. Good morning. We had a closing uh, a day or so ago. Who, who was the lady who filled in for you one time?
0: That uh, is one of your closers, attorneys. We have Kelly. Is yeah. that perhaps a young lady? What's that her last interview? Yeah. Um uh, you don't remember? That's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I. Oh, you want to say that out, out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, I think yeah. it was Kelly
1: because I, I know the others, but she was fabulous. She really. Good. And she was funny. I mean, she was funny, vivacious, and it, she just—it it was just spectacular. So kudos.
0: Well, she will definitely have to tune in for this program. Yeah, well, she will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, was, she
1: wears those glasses, blonde hair. Is that who I'm thinking? That great? is Kelly. That's that Kelly. is Kelly. Yeah. Kelly yes. Yeah, yes, she was great. So, and I—it I, was like clockwork. Right, went right through it very easy, very painless. So that's good. My son, uh, and by the way, eight nine five nine nine zero zero is uh, Kevin and Pitt and Frank's attorney numbers. And Kelly's. And Kelly's number. Yes. Mm-hmm. My son, Greg, who uh, does all of our marketing, I'm very proud of him, and he does a great job over on uh, all our sites. But you can see what he does. He's got his own uh, Instagram uh, channel. And you're at WeSell. Okay. And you can reach me anytime, three seven six five four eight three. If you want to see some of the uh, videos, what sellers have to say, what buyers have to say, you can go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com and LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com, or just to read our reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. So those are some of the sites, LouisvilleZillow.com. To the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. In just a moment, hold on. This just in, and this is actually a really important point. Appraisers could be creating problems for homeowners, and we've talked about this for years. New regulations, 2012, they prohibit appraisers from talking to banks. Am I correct
2: on this, Brian? Correct. It's it's you have to use a third party relay. So there's a third party that's set up to talk, be the intermediary. They called AMC Appraisal Management Company.
1: And it's also a movie theater company as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. This yeah, is you're completely right. different. Why they would use AMC? That was a know. lot more fun. Yeah. So there are still problems that are popping up, and I'm, I'm setting this out there for all appraisers who might be listening uh, here and around the country. Why are appraisers still appraising homes with different standards for refinancing as opposed to new, a new home purchase? Listen to Bill's story. Your dad has owned this house for how long? Since 1970. He paid how much for it? $19,000. And he was a truck driver? Yes. So sometimes he had money, sometimes. He didn't. Yeah. He refinanced this house how many times, do you think, over the course of the, the- I'd say probably seven or eight times and now he owes how much
2: 1267
1: yet comparables in this community that he lives in are showing maybe 120 to 125000 at the very most that's correct yes shows us that he's actually cashed out too much money on this house totally correct yes did you ever wonder how a bank loans money on a house when it's not worth the amount of money that they're loaning
2: i do not know how they do that neither do we So what's going on? Oh well, this is this can kind of kind of come at this from multiple angles here. Yeah, there there are options. You know, one thing about purchases is is you've got a contract price. So when that real estate or the appraiser sees that, it's kind of like that's the value. It's on the. Do they see the contract price? Oh yeah, you upload the contract as part of the. I'm just asking rhetorically. Go ahead. Um, Uh But as a refinance, uh, you you can have no influence in in that decision whatsoever. So. they don't you know, quite a few years ago you'd be like, hey, I really hope that we could get a hundred and twenty five thousand out of that property. You can't get anywhere near that type of conversation. So the appraiser's probably gonna go out. Um, you know, what's what I'm seeing more and more is it's it's uh conveniently close to some Zillow things that I notice, which mm. is kinda interesting. Oh, Maybe they're really? going really Which is
1: you cannot rely on anything No Yeah, Zillow puts got out as like
2: dollar figures. Seven percent variance. I mean it's known, but so are, yeah, are we reading between the lines that there's some similarity between appraisals? It could appraisals? be a, a quick, easy way to look at comparables. Mm, okay. uh, it pops right up online. might yeah. be very easy for the appraiser to look at. But there are other things that are happening uh, when you can get loans. For example, um, they've got loans now where you can go off the tax assessed value. Which, so, so we're now relying on an assessment from PVA?
1: There's there's kind of multiple options but here. So we, As a as agents as real
2: estate agents we never would say okay pva says this this is what it's worth yeah so but now this is the bank making the decision on what value they would use yeah, so mistake. they could go off the uh, tax assessed value um, for example i did one where i was took out a home equity line of credit for mm-hmm. to be re- rehabbing on my house and uh, basically they did a computer appraisal um, which is pulling the data from around me well i just happened to be on part of the neighborhood where conveniently a couple blocks down might be a couple million dollar homes Mm -hmm. that that all of a sudden you know my house not appraised at that but it sure came in really high Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though Mm -hmm. i know for a fact that wasn't that value but there's things happening where a physical appraisal might not be ordered and a loan still granted
0: yeah i just came back from a conference and the algorithms yeah they're really the guys in silicon valley uh offer pad knock there are some other ones out there and they're using computer algorithms to determine mm-hmm. the price of properties including the value for purchasing it. So, you know, before 2008, a lot of people were starting in this field and in 2008, but but they're coming back. And so the computers are going to be determining the value of your home. It's dangerous
1: when you put computers in charge than rather than a, a real estate agent or an actual appraiser who is going to pull actual comparables and do a comparison side-by-side. Side.
3: Well, it's interesting. interesting, and all these things I believe are part of the, the, the shift in our, in our business and the shift in the, the future of all businesses is where's this balance between technology and the human role coming into play where oh, yeah. you still need us to be able to go in and find the specific variables that make a house. XYZ, if they've got granite countertops or special built ins or crazy woodwork or whatever the case may be, that algorithms simply cannot define.
2: We're seeing actually a lot more appraisal waivers on purchases, which Mm. is very rare. So they've actually, on the computer software that we get, it actually has got some new features called day one certainty or where they pulled the computer data and they'll give you an appraisal waiver. Or you can request a drive by appraisal just to make sure the property is there. And based off what we're being told, in four or five years, an appraiser might only be doing drive bys. Wow. Uh, well, see the, and we not get to get too existential,
3: but yeah. what is
1: value? Who's perceiving the value, and who's well, set, who, what, and,
3: and where do you set that bar? Yeah, and,
1: and but that's the appraiser. You're relying on the appraiser. But the question: the is, bar is always moving. This is where we got into trouble in 2008, where we started doing things without more documentation. Am I right, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and what the what the industry is trying to go to is get to where you know you put your thumb on the iPad. Yeah. It's your home, uh, and, and yeah. including our job, and the yeah. title work. They want to try to or do just, that mm-hmm. through an algorithm. Your job through an algorithm. And, you know, the space shuttle app, you know. <laughs> well, See, yeah, right, you're back to were that again. About yeah. the percentage of people that will buy a house without physically, actually viewing the property. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's ins- it's happening. The percentages so, yeah. they're yeah. talking about. Well,
3: they're doing it with cars now, so it's they figure uh, yeah. the next yeah. lot of, uh,
1: So just going back to Bill's problem with his dad. So the dad owes one twenty-seven six, I think is what he said. Now he told me that the appraisal uh, the last time he refined and they did an appraisal was like 4 or 5 years ago. So the dad's obviously paid down money which means maybe it was 129 when they did, right? And looked for four or five. okay. Then the the market has only increased and the comps really don't show more than 120. I was being kind at 125. So there is a, a, a close to at least a $10,000 discrepancy between what the dad thinks it's worth and the son and the actual appraisal of what it really is worth. The point I'm making here is this becomes a problem because it gives homeowners a false sense of wealth, and that shouldn't happen. You need to know exactly what the house is worth. It's great that it's making money, but you really want to know what is it worth. And by doing a refi and having an appraiser either rubber stamp or not going in and doing it due diligence, we're, we're doing a well. Service. And how many times
3: did he refi? Four or five more or six about, times? And it becomes, I think, convoluted over the course of X amount of years. You've got different administrations in office. You've got oh, different sure. policies yeah, changing back and forth. And, so and when and it different was appraised programs. The, yeah, you know? so it, it becomes even more difficult when you have multiple appraisals over that long period of time. So it's not just...
1: Yeah. And, and just to be clear to appraisers who are listening to us right now, let me just point this out. You, you, both, you have a very difficult job in what you've been told to do by the government and getting it done. I'm just really just raising the question and asking, and I, I open this to any appraiser who wants to come on the air and talk about this. I'm, You got it. Come on with me, and let's talk on the radio. But it's a problem. We, we don't want to see what happened in 2008 happen again. That's all I'm saying. Let's keep it straight. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello.
0: Hi, Bob. Yeah. This is Bob.
2: Hey. Uh, we have a neighbor that has a problem with our dog when, uh, when they're – out in their driveway or parking their car, our dog goes around and barks at them. And they left a rather nasty note in our mailbox hmm. uh, asking us to uh, secure our dog so that they don't feel threatened. And our property is – is uh, we have a fence that, that encloses in the back part of the property, so it's totally enclosed. The dog can't get out. How should I deal with this?
1: So I think – Neighbor, and I, I've talked on previous shows. I mean, I'm a big dog supporter. We just got a new dog, JJ, that's the sister of our older Little German puppy shepherd. German yep. Shepherd, so cute. So, but but it is a responsibility first. I think to say that it is of the, for the home owner who has a dog to make sure that the neighbors don't feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Right, Kevin? Right? Correct. Yes. So my suggestion is to talk to the neighbors and maybe give them some treats to give the dog to make friends with the dog. Because I think what's, what happens is if the dog sees the a stranger and doesn't recognize that stranger, and they're pretty good about this, then they're going to bark. Now, I may not be with all dogs. I'm just simply making, putting this out there. I'm not a dog trainer, though I do have a really good one if you need a dog trainer, folks. <laughs> We have one of Did the best. Work? Oh, Mary Beth is great. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've had Mary Beth uh, for a number of months and we just love the heck out of her. So if you need her, you let me know. Anyway, so the um, what I would do is give the treats to the neighbors and say, listen, when you come by, give the dog, if she's out there or he's out there, give the dog some treats and make friends with it in that way. And on the I would point out that even though the dog is barking at you, if you can make friends with it, this, the dogs are watchdogs, let's face it. The dogs see strangers. So yeah, it's an added security for you as a neighbor to have that. I'll raise my
3: hand as somebody who's been guilty of having a dog bark at other dogs? people, passerbys, yeah. or whoever. When yeah. we moved into our neighborhood, my dog would pace the fence back and forth, and she would bark at everybody. And it did take a lot of training on our end as well. So it's not just to say, hey, it's my neighbor is upset that my dog is barking. It's their fault. No, we've got to look inside as well and see, is there anything that we can do to make sure that – why is our dog barking? Does our dog need to go on more walks throughout the day because they're they're full of energy and they're they're there's variables, but you know yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of a lack of you know people the lack of civility in in society. You have a neighbor that has a pet which they're allowed to do. When, when your neighbor has a pet, you have to deal with a little bit of the issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Writing a nasty
3: letter is not the best. Uh, well,
0: sensitivity—you you just mm-hmm. kind of see it that you know in life, it's not going to all go perfect. Uh, no. but, yeah. but you have a neighbor with a dog, you have to.
1: Last week we we had a, a, a someone calling that uh, firecracker. Yeah, the they fire were throwing firecrackers. F- at that's a dog. Done right. Just oh, neighbors ridiculous just and illegal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right,
1: back to the phones. We go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio, eight forty WHAS. Hello.
2: We just had our house repainted, and I'm wondering whether to. We're thinking about selling it in the near future. Do we hang pictures back up or not?
3: Okay, <laughs> I got an answer, but I'll, I'll go last. Well,
1: okay, Kev. Anything? Pictures hang them back up after the walls have been painted, because you run the the risk of putting holes
0: and all that in the wall. Do you have good taste? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen some pictures. It's a good point. My, uh, it's a good point. Well, boy, if you've already had it painted, why would you? I don't know. Is that your spot. I'm going to real well. You're, yeah. I'm going to be hesitant and say gray, uh, gray area here. I gray area. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they're gray walls. But you know. yeah.
2: Brian. Yeah, I think I would probably go minimal. You know, minimal. just a few things here and there. Uh-huh. Make make the look. Yeah, fair.
3: I would. I would say as a photographer, I would say minimal. Um, you don't want huge blank spaces because then your house. Ha- if you've got furniture in there, it might look not lived in, and so you don't. Uh, but you also don't want to be putting holes back in the wall. So using those like command strips and things of that nature that you can put up and ta- easily take down. And as Kevin alluded to, having good taste mm-hmm. and knowing what to put up, family photos, things like that, not the best thing to have on the walls, right. but art, minimal, as Brian said.
0: The I dogs think- playing poker in the living room.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: on
0: <laughs> velvet. <Yeah. laughs> and, in, as, as long I'm as a- there's a poker table <laughs> in the living room <laughs> as well. That's I'm okay.
1: reading a book that has mentions those the dog playing poker series. Um <laughs> So bingo Greg so good for you so that's why well, I'm proud of myself it was everybody everybody well, yeah, contributed but, but look, they were pretty so right So look on I my computer what did I have pulled up oh, oh, the, the command, command strip. Right. Yeah. So go to Home Depot go to Lowe's and they're not that expensive and what they do is they attach to the wall you can hang paintings on them make sure they're sized for the right painting and then when you leave you pull this little strip and it comes off the wall no nails you know
3: home depot and lowes are good but uh, those hobby stores have actually a lot
1: more oh, really? variety i was just saying huh. one the other day i huh. was i was surprised by the different varieties of so just note the answer <laughs> that, uh, the answer that i would give you on this Rhonda, is or charlotte is to um to put paintings back up don't overdo it put paintings back up because you want the house to feel lived in don't put personal paintings of your kids or you or you know, your spouse up on the Unless wall. you really crushed it on wine on wine and paint night and your, and your paintings <laughs> look really good. That's okay. Yep. Yeah, good luck on that. Hey, if you want to see some of the 3D photography that we are doing these days, head to Louisville3d.com. It's just kind of a site where you can see some of the stuff that we are leading the country with. Louisville3d.com. And uh, you will see the future of uh, home photography on 3D photography that's here right now. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sakilder, Louisville Real Estate Show. News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello.
2: Hi, Bob. This is Rhonda. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Uh We're about to put our house on the market, and we just purchased new window treatments. Hmm. So I was wondering if it makes sense to put some kind of comment in the um, description that the window treatments uh, remain, or would it be best to say that it's negotiable?
1: So, Kevin, legally... What does the contract say with regards to window treatments um, when you sell your home?
0: Well, they just had a revision of that. But, you yeah. know, it used to be, we get down to this question, personal property or fixtures. And yeah. anything, and, and actually there was a case that just came out that kind of redefined what a fixture was. Um, but but usually if it's something that's affixed. Into attached the, to a, the property. Attached to the property. Right. That would be difficult to take out of and or it is, I think the new rule talks about if it, I think it was a a couple fighting a divorce over a bar that was built into but if it was integral to the theme of the room even though you could easily take it out it still would be considered a fixture but it always comes back in the contract if you're if you're if you don't know whether it's a fixture or whether it's personal property Mm -hmm. take care of it specifically in the contract address it you're saying in
1: writing in the contract
0: it happens all the time people get confused uh tv mounts speaker mounts Uh, my assumption is i'm buying them the seller takes them out puts them in the moving van it always comes up so if you have a really good agent It's really good to go through and define anything that your buyer thinks should stay. Put it in the contract, and and that's
1: an excellent point. And the key to this is, um, if you're going to change it out, if you want it to go with you, change it before you put the house on the market, and even before Greg or some of the other photographers around the city will come out and shoot pictures of it, because if once it's in the pictures, the buyer can always reference the picture and say, "Hey, it was in the picture, Mm -hmm. so why isn't it here?" This goes for uh, curtain rods, curtains, um, fixtures on the lighting fixtures in the dining room that might have some. There's a value. major
3: debate in in certain states on on that specific issue and actually having to put in the pictures if you virtually stage or or have uh, staging mm-hmm. on the picture. On the MLS, it must say staged by or virtually staged furniture, not in home. Whatever the case may be, they have to actually and disclose. Just to it.
0: explain that you guys can pretty much pull up a picture or video, and if you don't like the view out the window in the kitchen, you can change. Photoshop. No, no,
1: oh. we wouldn't do that. That would be, but that's, but that's not, what's going on in yeah, California. Yeah, there
0: yeah. is, there's a yeah. lot of that. And furniture, you can actually put we can in. That's in do the virtual, virtual staging. staging. Yeah. We can do that,
1: but to change the view, like in some country, some countries, some states. If there's a, a tower, electrical tower behind, if you pull that tower out uh, to make it look
0: like Now,
3: that's that's where the MLS comes in and the specific state boards come in and have rules, and we have rules yeah. for that. Yeah. And they're very basic in Kentucky State Legislature. But.
0: but as we go into the digital world that we're all kind of talking about yep. here, especially where people are buying and making decisions based on what you all put online, mm-hmm. that's false so advertising. Consci- yeah. Right.
1: We're going to take a break. When we come back, 12 things never to put in your dishwasher. Yes, it's the return of the dishwasher. It was a big segment a couple of months ago. Always debatable. Things not to put in your dishwasher, not to stack it. Should be straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, In the studio, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. They do a great job, 895-9900. Also here from Swan Financial, Brian Likens at 773 4834 Son Greg, you can see what he does on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. and you can reach me, Bob Cicilline, anytime three seven six five four eight three. Back in a moment on News Radio eight forty WHAS.
0: Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt & Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900.
1: Need a home loan or refinancing? for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East Help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425 6000 today.
2: Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to, or Bob will buy it. Go to weselllouisville.com and get top dollar for your home.
1: Radio 840 WHJS, Bob Secoter, Secoter Medley Team, Remax Properties East here with you, three seven six five four eight three. Barbara Corcoran, one of my mentors, and does a great job on Shark Tank, and she is uh, great in everything she does. A very sweet lady. Uh, she talks about the Guaranteed Sale Program. You can uh, call me, we can uh, get together, set a price, list, sell. You can cancel at any time and never extra fees with the Guaranteed Sale Program. Uh, you can reach me for that but most of the clients say let's just sell it the way you normally do and 3765483 is my number 3765483 in the studio Kevin Disler Pitt and Frank Attorneys 8959900 also here Brian Likens from Swan Financial 7734834 and son Greg you can see his work on Instagram at we sell louisville all right so Guys, I want you to participate. To the, your, you, all three of you guys, ever put stuff in the dishwasher? You're looking at guys that oh, don't no, know what man. a dishwasher is. I, oh, know. Geez. which appliance is that? Please, say that? That. okay, Please that that that's one the one washers. usually underneath <laughs> the sink, to the right or left. Okay, so here are 12 <laughs> things never to put in your dishwasher. This may surprise you. Um, narrow-necked bottles, like, um, like the classic Coke bottle, more like the wine bottles. Uh. Although narrow-necked bottles can be. Upcycled for a number of DIY projects. You should never clean them in the dishwasher. It's virtually impossible for the machine spray to get inside the teeny, teeny opening. Counterintuitive, yeah. Instead, put a little warm water in the bottle. Add a squirt of dish soap and spoonful of uncooked rice. I don't know what that means. Shake the bottle. Oh, yeah. I see. The rice does the yeah. scrubbing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, hand-painted glass in China. Got your Boy Scout. I know, I know, Kevin, you probably <laughs> haven't had a chance to put some of that hand-painted glass or china in the dishwasher. I've
0: probably. got a lot of uh, nice stuff from the Yum Center yeah. that's in the uh, <laughs> Yeah, you don't put it. The,
1: neither the delicate hand-painted designs on the heirloom china your grandmom gave you as a wedding gift, nor the gold filigree of special occasion dessert glasses can withstand the heat of the harsh detergent of dishwashers. So keep these cherished, delicate pieces looking great. Wash them by hand will be a lot so happier. So your commemorative 2013
3: National Championship Cardinal plate, don't no, put that in like the It it'll, has a
0: special place in my home, It'll sir. disappear like the banner
1: did out of the...
0: Sandy has a spatula. <laughs> it'll be back. Sandy has a spatula that
1: has a wooden handle on it that she got from, I think, from her grandmother, one of the grandmothers. And she's always told me, never put that in the dishwasher. Oh, no. And, no, I don't. No, I, I know. He, he, listen, he's he's a good know. listener. Never, I listen to her carefully. Listen. Um, so item three... Wooden utensils uh, can crack and warp in the dishwasher because of the prolonged exposure to water and detergent dries out the wood grain. Bob knows this because he's growing
3: up, I remember he used to have his favorite salad bowl that yes. he used to... I we, still have it. And, and, you know, the whole thing, it's like a It's like a good cast iron skillet, you know, no, no, seals no, This seals the
1: flavor. <laughs> Mom and I went searching for this oh, I remember. size because her dad had his own salad bowl, which was spectacular. So... You don't put that in the dishwasher. We know. Uh, Speaking of cast iron, uncoated cast iron cookware, um, after you run through the dishwasher, your cast iron skillet will likely be coated in residue Mm -mm. or marred by corrosion. Uncoated cast cast iron is prone to flash, uh, flash rust. I never heard of that before. Corrosion that occurs rapidly during the dishwasher's drying or cooling down cycle. Yeah, that's a
3: no-no. You that's don't put cast iron in the dishwasher.
1: You How clean about, that by hand. Here's one. I, this one I didn't know. Graters and garlic presses. So we've got like a oh, I've done that. garlic press and we have a like a lemon press. Yeah, in yeah. Teeny holes in the graters and garlic presses trap bits of finely chopped food that your dishwasher simply can't remove. So you want to clean the utensils, wash them or soak them right after use. Don't put recycled plastic food containers in there, this. So you need to me. call your
3: sister and tell her not to. She has a cabinet full of those Chinese container, Chinese food containers. Oh, she, she always saves throws, those. Oh, she, she, that's oh, what she. It's a very is, smart idea because she can, you know, put lunch in there and say, "Pamela, hey
1: Pamela, <laughs> yes, stop." So. That's my dad talking <laughs> through her. <laughs> stop that. Ta- so, tubs that hold cottage cheese or spreadable margarine are great for storing leftovers, but they turn into a twisted plastic mess in the dishwasher. Don't use them. Too hot. Copper pans and utensils with its superior heat. Uh, and conduction, the copper is a favorite in the chefs in the kitchen, but high-end ma- material deserves some TLC. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Crystal stemware. I always thought you could put some... No. Champagne flutes contain lead oxide, which gives them clarity and brilliance. Unfortunately, the alkali in the dishwasher detergent can leave them dull, hazed, and permanently etched. Do you hear me, Sandy? You want to take note on that one. She's really good. She listens to the show, and then whatever we do, she, she talk about, she does. So she's on it. Uh, rubber, collapsible rubber food containers make storage a snap, but harsh dishwasher detergents and d- will dull and degrade them over time. Nonstick pans and skillets, don't put those in the dishwasher. Uh, they will last longer. If you don't, wash them by hand. Uh, harsh dishwasher detergents find their way into the teeny's next degrading and the underlying metal shortening the life of those pans. Mm. Adhesive labels. If you want to recycle a glass food jar, remove those adhesive labels before they create a problem for you. Clogging up your dishwasher and stand mixer, paddle, and whisks. Don't risk putting the mixer's paddle. I know, what Brian. What do
3: you put in the dishwasher <laughs> then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you put glasses and so dishes. Confused. See, it's cool. called a dish. I'm looking at everybody like, we'll leave it to the wives. No it's worries. it's okay. called a dish. <laughs> Washer, Not a stand, mixer, paddle, not, and whisk not, not a kitchen washer. Utility cleaner.
3: Will cool.
0: his salad bowl go to you and the will? <laughs> no. No. Got, I have
2: to cut it in three because otherwise each kid. No, no, no kidding. I actually uh, had purchased a new one, and my girlfriend was out, and I couldn't figure out how to turn it on and had to call the repairman oh, no. not realizing oh, I didn't know how to turn it on. We, <laughs> okay, we win. It was too high here. tech. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brian Likens, Swan Financial, 773-4834. Kevin Dissler, 895 895- Nine nine zero zero. Thank you, both guys, for being here. Also, Greg, my son, great At job.
3: We sell Louisville. We sell
1: Louisville. Um, and then you can reach me anytime. Three seven six five four eight three. See you next Sunday on News Radio eight forty WHAS.